0: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number fifty of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And we welcome back in our lone position player, the captain of the Miami Marlins, Miguel Rojas. Miggy, how are you, my friend? Man, fifty episodes already, huh? Uh, man, it's been a bless. It's
1: been it's been awesome. Uh, I can't even I can't even describe how long this season is is been feeling. But this uh, this podcast and this thing that we're doing uh, it has been keeping me uh, away from the field a little bit and, and doing a great job. So thank you, Chris, again for oh, the opportunity please. and it's, it's awesome
0: to see you guys again. Yes, it's its great to hang out. Do people bring up the Rose rotation when you're on the field? Do they ever yell it at you? A lot, man, a lot, especially when I'm
1: like on deck. I I hear more than anything, uh, Hey, I love you in the cross, in the Chris Rose rotation, uh, keep, keep up the the good work, especially, uh, the other day in, in Washington, it was, uh, it was good to hear some fans behind the on deck circle in Miami. A lot of people loving it, man. And I want to keep up, uh, keep up bringing the, the, the good, uh, stories and the things, uh, experiencing during the season. So people really like to see what's happening behind the scenes, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why, uh, it's so important for us to keep bringing those good stories. And just a quick one before um, we move we move on. Yesterday, I was talking to Hosmer at first base, right? Mm-hmm. So remember when we got Hosmer on the show? Sure. So Haas got really, really hot, right? And he's swinging a great bat and he's doing it. He's doing it after the All-Star break. And he said something yesterday. Hey, right after we uh, recorded that show and after that episode, I got hot, man. And, you know, that's the, that's the real mojo. So it is. Uh, we, got a, we got a Chris rotation mojo uh, for for Haas there. You, you, yeah. I'm happy for him, and it was good for him.
0: Well, actually, I think we need some help from our viewers and our listeners out there because I don't want to call it the Chris Rose rotation mojo because with my old show, with Intentional Talk, I'm still going to let them have that. I've got a lot of right, good right. friends. Millar's my brother over there. I so said I don't want to take that, but we're looking for some sort of nice catchphrase, something about heating up. I don't know. If, if somebody could come up with a good one and we take it, I will gladly send them a Chris Rose rotation T-shirt. So leave it in our comments on our YouTube channels, or however you get a hold of us through our social media outlets. So come up with something. We'll
1: get yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my on my uh, Twitter. Mm. I think Always people think. people are being uh, are being really active on on Twitter yes. after every episode. So I'm be, I'm being really happy and pleased with the way that people are. Sending the requests, the questions, you know, their the favorite things. They're not so good things. So uh, thank you for that. And and I'll, I'll put it on my Twitter. So give, yeah. uh, give us some uh, give us some ideas about what we can do. You know, all the guys are getting hot after uh, after the episode, you know.
0: I know. I mean, after today's uh, guest joins us, Brock Holt, who knows? He might lead the league in saves based on know. what he's done. I mean, are you kidding me with that 31 mile an hour heater? Woo! Uh, man, that's, that's unbelievable. And I don't want to face that, you know, like
1: I don't, I don't know how to hit that rainbow when, <laughs> when, when you see a pitch going up in the air like that and then landing right on the strike zone, that's, that's some, uh,
0: man, you have to have some talent to do that. You know, <laughs> I can't wait to talk to him about that and much more. You people forget he's a two-time world series champion. He's not just an EPIS ball pitcher for you with the, with wicked facial hair. So, We'll talk to Brock Holder, the Texas Rangers momentarily. A um, few things. Uh, I was watching your game on Sunday, and I was like, oh, he's going to get a ton of at-bats. It it's Colorado. He's, you know, they're going to score a ton of runs. And my man gets tossed after his second at-bat. <laughs> have you watched your um, how it all went down? Yeah, of
1: course. You have to after, you know, like to see if he was right or not, or, or at least if you have a, a case or a point, you know. Were you right? Uh well I don't know if I'm right or not. Here's here's my thing, you know, like I gotta explain why I was so frustrated and why I was so hit up. It wasn't about me or my bad. you know. I don't I can care less about that strikeout. It's it's a long series in Colorado. We've been getting beat so bad by these guys. So for the first time in the series, we got the lead in the first inning. I got a double Aggie drove me in. We felt we felt good, you know, like one-nothing. Then all of a sudden the game is seven-nothing in the second inning, you know. CJ Crohn hit another homer against us, you know, put us in the bad position again. And then all of a sudden, I'm leading off that inning. And before that happened, two of them guys, you see the swing right there. It's, it's like really close, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not. It's not like 100% like I went, you know, like the, the body's over the, the over the plate. I'm not I'm not checking my wrist. I'm not like uh, – I'm not swinging at the ball. I'm just like going for the curveball, and and I felt like I didn't go. But, like I said, this is not about me. It's about what happened in the inning before. Connor Joe, the left fielder, he, choked, he checked his swing too, you know, like maybe this close, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, and the guy just said no. The guy just hit a, a two-run homer after. That, that check swing, and I mean, no one cares, you know? Like, if it's, if it's not swing, it's not swing. Then Trevor Story did the same thing. I'm not saying that Trevor went. I'm saying that you have to be consistent. Mm. This guy with a high ball, he went like that, and he, he almost, like, crossed the swing. He ended up striking out, you know, like, not, not a big deal, but – why you have to call a strike on me when it was kind of the same swing, you know, Got it. like how, how good you're going to be against me and my swing Got when it. another two guys before in, in the inning before did the same thing. So for me, the ejection was more frustration about the series, about the, the way that we were playing in Colorado, that things are not going our way. And sometimes someone has to say something, you know, like, I yeah. don't know, like, well, I feel like I, I took it. I, I mean, I put the team in the bad position, that's another thing that guys shouldn't do. Uh if you're if you're playing for your team and you know you're you're starting shortstop and you have to think a, a little bit more about the consequences that you can bring to the team
0: when you get thrown out like that. So I'm not proud of it, but I mean that's what happened right there. So we were watching, you know, we watch on like the eight box because I'm keeping my eye on all the games. And Brady, my 15 year old who loves you and and watches every Miggy at bat, is like, uh oh dad, he's running out of the dugout. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> mad, dad. He's mad. <laughs> and so do you, do you just black out when you start running out of the dugout because that's a good one when you get to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't really mad. I just want to explain my point because I know if I make uh, physical contact or I say something inappropriate or something like that, I can get suspended and I can get, um, yeah. get fined and I don't want to get that. I just want to express my point to him. And I mean, for a second, I was I was trying to explain him why I was so mad. And uh, I mean, I can care less about the strikeout. Like I said, by the way, out. look at
0: just look at CJ Crone for a second. <laughs> a guy, I love it when guys aren't involved in it and they're watching. They got to be laughing. Yeah, I mean,
1: I I I'm I'm pretty sure he was like, man, this guy's <laughs> losing it. You know, I'm living a good life right now. He's saying he's he's saying baseball is so easy for me right now. Right, I'm hitting I know. And this guy's complaining exactly and so these guy's complaining about a strikeout
0: when you get ejected now you go to the clubhouse and what do you, is it like being in timeout do you sit by <laughs> yourself what do you do man that
1: that was tough i mean this is my second time in the big leagues that i get thrown out but the first time was in the seven, like seven or eight inning yeah. i remember Charles was pitching the umpire behind the play was giving in like every little call outside of the zone. you know like one inch here and there Like, and that like i said to. exactly so the guy is like just carving us and then i mean he's getting pitches this far of the play and this far of the play against jump play, players you know that's that's the thing about uh not many people know that when you play in a in a team with a lot of jump players you know calls sometimes are not going your way because mm-hmm. that's that's how it is that's how baseball works you know like you have to put in your time and and when you have this um, so many years and you have success in the league you're going to have the benefit of the doubt more than players that are, are, are just getting to the league. So that's one of the things that you have to learn how to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to say something. Sometimes it's going to be the manager. Sometimes it's going to be the hitting coach. Sometimes, But you can't really let these guys to get so comfortable out there just because his jersey is pitching and he's facing Brian De La Cruz, who's got 20, 20 at-bats in the big leagues. Where you think the call will go, you know? So uh, we just, I mean... And back to your question, I went back to the to the locker room and I didn't take any part of my clothes for like three innings because I got thrown out in the second. And then I was just there like thinking about all the, the, the worst things that you can, you know, like I'm such a bad person. Why did I did this? You know, like regretting uh-huh. all, you know, regretting all the, the things that I did and thinking about. I'm putting my team in a in a bad position. Such a bad, such, a, such a, uh, like selfish player. I was thinking about the worst, oh, you know. Maggie, like that's stop. And you're gonna make well, me cry. Well, you you asked me how did I feel, so that's the process of like accepting that you just got thrown out, right? So I, I went to three innings like that, and then I said, you know what? I gonna I gonna enjoy the rest of my day, and I just gonna get a lift in, and then I get a little treatment, and I had a couple beers, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy the rest of my day after those three innings thinking and and being hard on myself.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. Does anybody say anything to you after the game? Not
1: not after the game. Uh, uh, first thing that I did when I went to the manager's office. So James Rawson, he's been mm-hmm. our, our manager the last the last uh, ten days or so. Mm-hmm. So I went to his office and say, "Hey man, sorry, I apologize to put you in that position because uh, I know well, I mean Brian right. Anderson ended up playing shortstop, and that's never a uh, a good thing, you know. Like no. you don't want you don't want your starting third baseman playing short and no. like being there doing doing a. I mean, he did an amazing job playing short that day. But at the end of the day, like I say, it's like the heat of the moment. I, I just went there and say, man, sorry, and apologize that that happened, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can move on from this yeah. one and and just go to San Diego. But I mean, support from my teammates. I think they they saw the same thing that I that I saw um when it happens they, they watch it on tv and they say man i, I didn't think you go what do you think I, I actually put
0: out a tweet about it i said it. Was, i know i saw it i well like i said i don't know mark carlson i know some of the umpires in major league baseball he might be a fine human being i said it was a bullshit call i used the <laughs> emojis bull with the poop emoji and and then of course everybody's running back at me like No, it was a lot closer. Don't say it's a bullshit. I'm like, I got to protect my, you know, I'm like a good manager. I got to protect my guys. Exactly. Yeah, it was close. I'm not, hey, hey, like
1: I said again, nothing against Mark Carson, nothing against the umpires.
0: Yeah. It happens, happens. you know,
1: we're going to have disagreements sometimes. Absolutely. I I mean, we move on and I'm looking forward to, uh, to see that, that, the same, uh, same, Guys, again, and I mean, I'm not going to have a problem just no. because I, I get And it right they now. won't either.
0: They're Everybody's professional. We get it. Hey, guys, I get it. It's not easy talking about ED, but still, you need some help? There's a place for you to go. And our friends at Roman, they are here to lend a helping hand. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation with an ED plan, a treatment plan. If medication's involved, it ships out two days, free shipping. It's very simple. The best part of this, it's from the comforts of your own home. You don't have to stand in line in a pharmacy. You don't have to go talk to a doctor and go to a doctor's office. It is from your home. Go get this taken care of. So go to roman.getroman.com slash johnboy, and you get $15 off your first month. So let me repeat that without tripping over it this time. get slash johnboy. You're going to get $15 off your first month. ED, it's a problem that can be solved, thanks to Roman. Go get it done today. How relieved are you you didn't get traded?
1: Oh, man. Uh, uh, actually, uh, kudos to the organization. They uh, they talked to my agent uh, beforehand. And uh, so it gives me a little bit more of, like, peace of mind, you know, because those days before the deadline can be really chaotic. You know, for a player, you don't know where you, you where you can go. If they're going to move you here, they're going to move you there. There's a lot of rumors. Uh, you can go to the Phillies. You can go to the Yankees. Uh, they're, they're, uh, the Reds are offering for you, whatever it is. And, and the organization put me in a, in a great spot once again, you know, and uh, letting me know that I wasn't going anywhere at
0: the moment. When did they, so, hold on. When uh, did they tell you that, Miggy?
1: A couple, couple of days before the deadline. So uh, they decided internally and, uh, uh, I was, I was happy to hear that they, they actually say it on, on media too, you know, like uh, you see some rumors that say is not going anywhere, whatever. And uh, I mean, that's always nice as a player that, uh, that, you know, beforehand and like you guys, like you guys see, and you guys hear from me in previous episodes. I say, you know what? The, I, I love this organization so much that if I get traded, I hope they get the return that they they should be they, mm-hmm. they should be getting. You know, because I I mean I uh, I gonna be humble and everything, but you know when you're doing when you're doing your thing and you know you're you're good for an organization, it's more than just a shortstop that you see in there every single night. You know, it's like a player that that cares about the team. I I want that. You know, if they wanna get something in return, hopefully something good for, to make the organization better. But, yeah, relief after the, the, after the, the deadline happens and everything, uh, the way the, um, that it unfolds. I'm happy that it's still in Miami. I'm happy that I'm here, and hopefully I can be here for a couple more years.
0: Was it hard when
1: Starling got dealt? Oh, yeah. It was, it was hard overall because uh, we, we dealt, like, really good guys. Not just on the field, like I say, but off the field. Adam Duval was great. Not just for me, but for the whole team. Uh, for young players, the, the the way that he prepares early early in the year without Aaron Simber and Corey Dickerson, other two guys there, I mean, amazing guys in the locker room to have around. Uh, Jimmy Garcia, I've been playing with him for a long time. It was hard mm-hmm. to see him go. Um, yeah, all, all of the guys that without in the in the deadline, it was like it was tough because uh, I mean. You didn't, You never want your team to lose the players that you create in that bond from the beginning, you know. And uh, yeah, seeing seeing Starling go, but now seeing in in Oakland, killing it, you know, couple homers, six six stolen bases already, uh, robbing homers. Uh, he's doing great, and he deserved that because the guy works hard really uh, every single day.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: and he went through some stuff early in the year too, with the injury and all that and uh, happy for him that he's, he's continue to do his thing.
0: So, Miggy, um, I know you want to stay in Miami. You love it there. And you want to win there, and I get it. Is there part of you that's pissed off? Like, wouldn't it have been great to play these last two months where the games really mean something? Uh, listen, you're a professional. You're going to play your butt off. You hate it when you lose. You, you got your ass chapped the other day because of the shit in Colorado. At the end of the day, unless you guys go on a ridiculous run that we've never seen before, you're not going to make the playoffs. At age 32, doesn't it bother you a little bit that you're not playing in meaningful games in August and September other than to knock another team out?
1: Yeah, but uh, I played meaningful games last year with this same organization, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's the way that I see it, you know? Every, every team and not every team is going to make the playoffs, you know? Like just eight teams are going to make it. And uh, they're gonna enjoy that, and they're gonna ten. cherish don't, that. Don't don't
0: don't shortchange those other two teams. Ten. Oh,
1: that's right. They're going. Uh, yeah. The 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 two the yeah. two teams. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So those those ten teams are gonna make it to the playoffs. Yes, and they're gonna cherish that moment, and they're gonna enjoy it. But every other team is gonna follow follow short. You know. And I I got the opportunity to enjoy the postseason for the first time with this organization last year, and I believe that we can go back there. You know. I believe that the talent that we have here, we just, we just need to be able to be consistent and, and, and find a way to not just put a good product on the field. It has to be, uh, everybody has to take it personal. Young players, veteran players that sign here for next year, players who are being here for a couple of years, Jesus Aguilar, myself, uh, Louis Brinson, all of these guys are being here for so long. They need to be able to step up and continue to do whatever we need to do to be consistent. So for me, it's like, yeah, it would be nice to go to a contender. It would be nice to go to a, to a team who's already there, you know, to the uh, to the Tampa Bay Rays, to Chicago White Sox. Uh, that they, they almost ain't already. So for me, yeah, that, that would be great, you know, to play in October. But it's, it's kind of an easy road to, to go that way. And who knows what happened? You know, like if I go to a contender, I'm not playing good. I'm going to be in the bench. You know, they're not going to let like a guy in the middle of the year just to, you know, okay, get, get comfortable, fit in. You know, you go, we're going to give you a hundred bats. If you're not playing really good, I probably end up in the bench, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be like waiting for my opportunity and trying to do good. But at the end of the day, that would be like a kind of an easy road mm-hmm. to get there. And like, what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I envision here in Miami, I don't want to do that. I want to be here for when this organization um, wins and wins big. Because I consider that last year we got a, a really good year, uh, consider all the circumstances that we went through. But at the end of the day, that's nothing. We have yeah. to win a championship so, so we can be recognized as a good team.
0: Hey, anybody out there want to save a little money? I know I do. Well, our friends over at Gabby are there to help you because there's hundreds of companies out there that are claiming to compare auto and home insurance rates, but only one actually does it. And Gabby does it the best out there. So here's the deal. You enter in your insurance information. So you go to your computer. It takes you no time whatsoever. And then they start comparing insurance rates. It's great. They can do it for your auto. They do it for your home. It's fast. It's verifiable. Uh, They don't take your information and sell it. So you're not going to get the Annoying spam emails or those ridiculous calls that you don't know who they're from, and you answer it, you're like, hello? And you go, stop calling me. You're not going to get any of that stuff. So, what they do is they use your current policy to find a better policy comparing your current coverages with 40 of the top insurance providers, like Progressive Nationwide Travelers, and it's all in one place. So, it's simple, it's Gabby, it's easy. You log in, you provide your current information, and you get quotes. Gabby customers saved $961 per year on average. I'm going to repeat that $961 per year on average. Very simple. You want to save money, you use this crew. So get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation to buy. So you go to Gabby.com Rose. That is G-A-B-A-I.com slash Rose. We got Brock Holder, the Texas Rangers, getting ready to join us momentarily. Real quickly, we haven't talked since uh, the All Star break. What was the best thing you did on your uh, on your breather?
1: So I, I spent time with the family, which is which is really nice. I got to uh, I got to talk to my mom a lot. Uh, she's doing much better. Good. I'm happy that uh, that I got the opportunity to uh, FaceTime her and and talk to her a lot during that time. Uh, I got sick, and during the during the All Star break because uh, we went to Tampa. And so we went to a couple of the parks, and in Legoland, I was uh, I was there with my son. And it started raining all of a sudden, and we got so wet from the rain and all the stuff. So you know, like taking the car back to the hotel, all the air conditioning, all of a sudden, you know, coughing got a cold. And, and yeah, got a cold. So uh, we overcome that, but uh, I mean, it was an amazing time. Taking you went to Legoland, you said I went to Legoland. Yeah.
0: So yeah, we've got one out here. Uh, near san diego it's amazing uh-huh. isn't it it is so nice and and
1: unbelievable i can't even imagine like i i wish i would i would have go like pre-covid or probably gonna go later again yeah because uh i mean a lot of the attractions were still closed and stuff but uh i mean so nice are you a lego guy no my son is you know and he is he's, he's uh-huh. been getting me into it you know like it's 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 refreshing and and uh you uh you actually check out from everything else when you're ba- building Legos. So yeah, I'm I- doing the Mario Mario Brothers uh Legos with my son. Yeah.
0: Isn't he he's five, right? He's five, no. Yeah. 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 So my youngest son who's fifteen, he and I we always build two big Lego projects a year. I'm talking about like the Mambo Jambos. Like we did a we did a uh Manchester United um soccer stadium, four thousand piece thing. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. And it's big time. We did a a mini Yoda. Um, Nice. I I think we I forget if we have a Darth Vader down there, but yeah, they're all displayed in our little theater room. Who knows? Uh, Maybe they'll do a, maybe they'll have a Miguel Rojas Lego set that I can build.
1: I hope so. But Hey, you're going to, you're going to have to uh, send me a picture of that room because uh, my son and my wife will appreciate it.
0: Oh yeah. no, no. I'll, I'll post the photos and we'll put them on this, on this thing. And it's fun. Like it, I like it. And, and here's the best thing about it. When we're building it together, I look at him like he's five years old again. <laughs> now he's, he's bigger than me. He's six foot one, almost 190 pounds. He's like working out three mm-hmm. or four days a week. He's working on his fastball all sorts of stuff. He's starting to get his beard. And I look at him. I'm like, what happened to you? You're like, Damn. Where did it all go? And then I know when we sit down we do Legos and I'm like, Hey little buddy, I like want to put him on my lap and <laughs> hold him. Yeah. So No, oh, uh,
1: that's uh that's a good piece of advice too. So I can I can go back home tomorrow and enjoy my five-year-old son because he's he's gonna be 15 in a blink of an eye.
0: Oh, it happens, dude. Right. It, every parent says it, and when you got young ones, you're like, Are you kidding me? Like there's days I can't <laughs> get it from. I'm so tired, yeah. I can't even yeah. open my eye. I can't imagine being a professional athlete because yes. I remember how tired I was in my early thirties with our oldest one. I was like, how do people do anything where you need to concentrate? Like, you know, 94 with cut, like, are you kidding me? be too tired. And especially when that's a, uh, that's that priority, you know, your priority
1: is to uh, continue to play good and yeah. to continue to prepare every single day so you can feed your family and your family can still grow, you know? And for me, that's the that's the challenging part, like knowing that I mean, you're playing baseball and that's your job and not taking away from your family and from the people that, you know, they need attention. You know, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, it's like 10, 10 a.m. in the morning and I'm locked in already. You know, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not like, you know, like sometimes I'm not hungry. I just want to watch my videos. I just want to study the picture. How are we going to get a hit against this guy tonight? And so that's, and that's, that's not the Miguel Rojas that supposed to be at home, you know? So sometimes we, uh, I checked out from my family and my house so early in the day. So my day start like, like really early and start focusing on baseball, huh. which is, which is something that I hope is not like too bad when, you know, when I look back and say, you know what, I didn't, I did, I did something but I give up a little bit on the other side.
0: Yeah, you know what? There's a balance for you guys. There is such a balance because to be the best at what you do, I mean, you're talking about there's 750 guys in the world that get to do what you do. And you have to have that edge. And at the same time, you want to be there for your family. That's why. And the wives of baseball players do not get enough credit during the season. It has got to be such a grind for them. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And deal with the players after the all four fours and
1: or the pitchers who <laughs> give up like three or four runs. That's
0: My gosh, tough. All right. Well, you know what? Let's welcome in another guy uh, in his in his early thirties, guy that's uh, well, he's he's one of the great relief pitchers of our era now. Uh, Brock Holt of the Texas Rangers. Yes, he is Mister Thirty One Mile an Hour Specialist out of the Rangers bullpen. All right Brock, how many people have asked you about it over the last 48 hours?
2: Uh I've got I've got a lot of uh most mostly stuff on social media, but uh but I I had a lot of friends text me, a lot of people text me. Um, you know, obviously get tagged in a lot of a lot of videos, a lot of uh pictures on on Instagram and stuff like that. So, uh it it's been fun. It's been fun and obviously like I mean, one position some players get in, get in the game. I mean, obviously it's not a, not a situation you want to be in a, as a team, but it's fun for us to, to get out there and, and mess around and, and try and get the job done.
0: How long have you been working on that thing?
2: Not long. Um, you know, I made my pitching debut last year against you guys, Miggy. Um, yeah. I remember. And, and, yeah, and, and I, I gave, gave up the house, man. I think first pitch first, first guy I faced, Anderson hit a three run Homer off of me. His third of the day, Um, and at that time I didn't, I didn't know much about the EFIS. I was just, I was throwing meatballs right in there. I was getting tally whacked all over the field. Um, and finally Starling Marte lined out to the center fielder, I think. And, um, and, uh, I got out of the inning there, uh, but, but started the pitching career was, was not great. Um, and then I pitched a week later and started to slow it down a little bit. I think I was upper forties, mid forties, maybe. Um, and then I got in the bullpen, um, the other day and and I was just going to see how slow I could throw it and, and make sure I could still throw strikes. And, uh, you know, I went from 40, there we go. There's the last out, got out of the inning. I did throw 19 out of 21 strikes that outing though. So I was pounding the zone. I just didn't have my put away pitch. That, <laughs> I just didn't have my put away <laughs> pitch. <laughs> but uh, uh, if I would have known then what I know now, probably would have gone better for me there. Mickey, he got you to,
1: he got you to fly out. Yeah, and I was really mad because I was all for. I think, <laughs> you know, when, that's when you that's the face, worst, man. Exactly. There's there's two ways that you approach a, a an a bad against a position player. There's days like this one, like you probably like three four four, you know, already because you're already winning by so many runs, and then all all you're trying to do is hit a homer, you know. But then there's another day I was like off for two, I think off for two because I walked two times, and then I want to get a hit. And I want to I was like so focused on on getting on top of the ball and just get a base seat up the middle. That's all I was thinking about. No, I saw I see this 45 mile per hour and I pop it up to center field. That's that's when you feel bad, you know, like that's when it's not funny anymore. When you see the position player coming, it's funny. And, you know, you you wonder about and then it's not funny anymore when you just
2: fly out. Oh, yeah, that's dude. tough. That's tough. I've been on the other end of that, too. You know, when a position player comes in, like, I do I really want this a bat or not? Like, I mean, it's a lose-lose. You know, if I get a hit, yeah. I'm supposed to get a hit. And if I don't, I just suck. worth it Yeah, yeah, you suck and and, and your day's ruined. So, uh, but uh, but I, I've had a good time with it. I mean, three, three pitching performances, I'm lowering the
0: ERA every time. So, um, yeah, we're having a good time with it. I saw you guys checking out the iPad when you got back in the dugout. What what the heck were you looking for? No, I was just
2: watching the video, man. I was watching to see, like, you know, we were me and Charlie were laughing about it because the, you know, how they have the 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 K zone on on TV, and the ball the ball was literally like three feet above that, and I was getting called strikes. So I I, I give I'm giving Trevi I probably got Trevi so many bonus points on his catch framing um, <laughs> statistics because yeah. he's getting these these pitches called strikes for me. Um, and you see him trying to pull one back into the zone against against Chaffee in the second at bat. But um, you know, we were laughing about how high the ball was 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 crossing the uh, the K zone. I mean, it was two feet above the strike zone. I was getting those calls. So Trevi got bonus points on his on his catch framing for, for that day for sure. I, I was
0: There's a little me. pissed. I thought you um, I thought they shortchanged you because they did not check your hat or your glove. You even offered it and they're like really what what the hell did they say to you
2: yeah chris uh gucciani he was he was behind home plate and um he just kind of laughed at me he's like i'm no nah, you're good man you're good i don't need to see it um <laughs> you know I, and i'm kind of glad they did cuz that's the glove i use i'm glad they didn't that's the glove i use every day and i've i've sprayed it and put pine tar on it before and you know there's some residue on there so um you know i think that would have been pretty epic though if if he did check it and then I got suspended for ten days. For what? For, what? for, for, for three. What would you
1: do? For three. What would you do? Like I would laugh, I mean, man. I would laugh. I would, days, 10, ten days. Su- ten days vacation.
2: Ten days paid vacation, man. For exactly. throwing thirty-one miles an hour. It would. That would have <laughs> been. You know. That would have made. That would have been the cherry on top, right there. to, to mm. come out and 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 uh, hey, uh, you got a little extra pine tar on your glove, man. I'm gonna have to.
0: You're out yeah. of here, you know. <laughs> oh my God, that is great. That is great. Not sure if everybody out there has had the uh, honor and privilege of going up to Cooperstown in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but if you haven't, let the Hall of Fame bring something onto your computer or wherever you download all your content. There's a show called Hall of Fame Connections. It's a 13-episode YouTube series with brand-new episodes dropping every Wednesday, and it's all going to tell a different story of how two seemingly unrelated artifacts up there in Cooperstown actually weave themselves together. It's told by my good friend, Carlos Pena, former Tampa Bay Ray and former major leaguer and currently at MLB Network. And he is also hanging out with Lindsay Berra, the granddaughter of Hall of Fame catcher Yogi Berra. And she is a journalist and has been an outstanding one for years. So it's really cool to see how they take two different artifacts, weave their stories together, and you're going to be amazed by it. It's a 13-part series. It comes out each and every Wednesday. And support for this series was provided by the Market New York Grant through I love New York, New York state's division of tourism as part of the regional economic development council initiative. And also to stay up to date with each and every episode of hall of fame connections, all you have to do is follow baseball hall of fame, social media channels at baseball hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It's something I'm going to be tuning into. You should as well. So you're playing, um, you know, everybody knows you as, as a Boston Red Sox, a two-time World Series champion, but you are now playing essentially for your hometown team, right? You grew up about, what, 90 miles from, yeah. from ba- the Dallas area? Uh, yeah, where I grew up going to Rangers games. You did? Yeah. Yeah, big
2: Rangers fan. I grew up, you know, we would try and go as much as we could during the summer. Um, and I was kind of always like a like a cool thing you know go to the rest we're going to the rangers game tonight so um for me this is cool you know obviously i've done a lot of cool things in my career um you know and but but i grew up grew up a texas rangers fan and and to get to play kind of play for the hometown team and um, like who are you guys I could, uh, dude I, I i mean i could sit here and name uh, the hundreds of them but you know i was a big uh rusty greer fan growing really? up um You know, me and my dad went to Kenny Rogers' perfect game, and Rusty Greer made two really good diving catches to yeah, yep, to save that game. Um, And uh, yeah, there it is, right there. Uh, So that I kind of, I kind of liked Rusty Greer from that point. From that point, um, you know, I love Pudge, Juan Gonzalez, Rafael Palmeiro, Will Clark, um, Michael Young. Probably my all-time favorite. Um, just got to meet him the other day for the first time. COVID hasn't allowed him to to come down and be around, but um, got to meet him the other day. He was he was in for the draft, so uh, got to talk to him for a little bit. But he's probably my he's probably one of my all time favorites. Just just growing up and watching the game and, and loving the way that he played, he moved around. He played second, he played short, he played third. He got 200 hits every year. He was an all star and you know just quietly consistent man. Just did his job and and was really good at it.
0: What's it like when you meet one of your idols? Do you do you feel like you're ten years old again? Yeah, I kind of did. Uh, he was actually in 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 uh
2: you know our travel secretary's office, and we had just got out of a hitter's meeting, getting ready for a game. And I walked by and I saw him, and we had we had texted back and forth, and and you know I talked to him before, and a few years prior, I got Napoli to get me a jersey signed by him, and um, so you know he knew of me, I knew of him. He knew that you know he was one of my favorites. So yeah, you know, I just I said. Mike, nice to meet you, man. Gave him a hug. You know, we talked and he's like, dude, I can finally finally get down here, man. It's nice to finally meet you in person. But, but then we talked a little bit about, you know, what was going on and uh, the draft a little bit. And, you uh, know, it's cool for me because, I, you know, I grew up grew up watching him and, and, and you know, enjoying enjoying the way he went about his business. So, um, you know, that was pretty cool for me.
0: Miggy, who is that guy for you? I mean,
2: one of those guys was uh, Omar Vizquel for sure uh
1: growing up in venezuela you know watching him play and doing all these things that he did in the big leagues defensively you know because i always put my defense on top of everything else you know i wanted i wanted to be that i wanted to be a go glove winner i wanted to be an everyday shortstop uh who cares about the bat like i always I always think that way because he, that's that's what he shows you know but uh, at the end of the day you know baseball change and you see a guy like Derek gitter you know the old, the the other side of the of that equation which is a guy who he pick it he won a gold glove but he hit two and you know like 200 hits MVP kind of thing you know and I mean when I when I, when when you get the opportunity to meet those guys it's like I, w- I just want to shut up and hopefully this guy talk for the whole day you know that's how I feel I feel like well, every time I see Derek I just I just want to pay attention to what he have to say he can be the the, the, the simplest things in in life he can talk about water. And I'll be paying attention to what he has to say. That's the kind of present yeah. that I feel like a guy like him can make you uh, uh feel like. And that's 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 what I, that's what I felt when I when I first met uh Biscale when he was a coach for the Tigers and they they came into Jupiter to play against us in spring training. Um I just I was there and I was just admiring him and watching the way that he was talking and he was like playing around and, and, and going about his business. But
0: um, yeah, he feels that way. Is it the same way you felt Brock when you met Poppy the first time?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think more than anything, man, like I had just gotten traded over to the, to the Red Sox for the pirates. Um, and you know, I just made my major, major league debut the September before, um, had a chance to, to probably make the team with the Pirates out of spring training, and then got traded, um, and, and went to a team like the Red Sox. And at that point, I'd only ever played really second base and shortstop. And you got guys like Dustin Pedroia, and um, you know that year was thirteen, and they had signed. I mean, the whole team was veterans. It was David Ortiz. It was uh, David Ross. It was Mike Napoli, Shane Victorino, Johnny Gomes, um, John Lester, John Lackey. Like, I mean, I I could go on and on. So. Um, a lot of big name guys and walking in that, that, that clubhouse was my first big league camp too. So, um, you know, I was a little intimidated for sure. And obviously David Ortiz, the, the presence that he is, but, um, big teddy bear, man, like now, um, yeah, he's, he, he's one of the best. Um, and it, it was cool, man. It was cool being around those guys and getting to play with them. And shoot, I've been very fortunate to, to play with a lot of, a lot of guys like David, um, throughout my career who are superstars, but but great teammates and, and, and work hard and, um, play the game the right way. And, um, you know, it's, that's, that's kind of been the, the most special thing. I, I think looking back on, on the career that I've had or some of the guys that I've got to play with and, and, and be teammates with.
0: Well, that's great. But did you ever take money from him on the plane?
2: No, I stayed away from, I stayed away from the, uh, the card table on the plane, man. The, 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 the money being thrown around on there was, was a little bit too, too high for me. Too rich? Um, it's, Too way too rich. So I uh, I watched movies on the iPad. um, You know, did some Sudoku's, took naps. So that's 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 my go to on the plane is 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 catch up on a little sleep, maybe do a Sudoku. And right now I'm watching rewatching Yellowstone for about the third time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, that that sounds your speed, man. You could be you're a good rancher. wasn't Wasn't pops a rancher?
2: Yeah. Yeah. My dad. My dad raises cattle. He's got a ranch. uh, Done it for a long time. Uh, kind of, kind of grew up, um, you know, on a ranch in Alito. there for a little bit, um, just, you know, right next to the Metroplex. And then we moved to Stephenville and, um, my dad has some land, raises some cattle out there. So, um, you know, I could be a, Stephenville is, is the cowboy capital of the world. So if I, oh. you know, if I wasn't, if I wasn't playing baseball, I, you know, I can, I could probably rope or, or ride a bull or something like
0: that. Yeah. I'm not so sure I could put Miggy, you have any shot of being a rancher? No,
1: no chance. Just there for the barbecue <laughs> <laughs> <There you laughs> and, the, go. and the beers, you know, or, or whatever yeah. the whiskey. So, uh, I, 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 I'll go, you know, invite me and I, I'll be there. I just yeah. don't, don't, don't expect me to uh, jump on any horses or bulls or
0: anything like that. You ever, you ever take one of those city guys, one of those city teammates out there to the ranch?
2: Uh I haven't, I, we haven't, we haven't, uh, you know, obviously had a chance to get down there, but, um, uh, uh, it would be fun. It would be fun. And, and I, I, I'm kind of like a fake, I'm kind of like a fake cowboy, man. Like I, you know, I was in Boston for so long, I kind of lost all that, but you know, I got that look, I got the Lane Frost 1987 world champion bull riding hat. Um, so I play the part. Um, I kind of got the voice to go along with it, but you sure um, do. Man, love, love riding horses. I haven't ridden a horse in a long time, but that's something that I, that I enjoy doing. And maybe, maybe post career, um, maybe have a couple that I can, I, I can ride around and, and, and have fun on, but I, I'm not getting on a bull, man. There's no way I'm doing that. But um, I enjoy stuff like that though. Uh, I've been around it and, and grew up around it. So. All
0: right. I got to ask you, what, what's the deal with the facial hair? You got rocking right now. What's the, yeah, what, are I'm just just, what are we going I'm for? Just, I'm just letting it eat. Like
2: I, <laughs> like I had the mustache early on and this is, this is what I grow, man. Like it doesn't really connect on either side so it just yeah. looks like side like chops and and then same in and yeah so I, but I'm, I'm just gonna let it eat man see what happens I'm, i've always wanted to grow a beard. i'm 33 years old like just just give me a few more hairs on either side and 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 it'll look it'll look half decent i guess but um but uh but yeah that's that's what we're trying
0: What's what's the family think of it
2: they don't mind it Lakin doesn't mind she she likes she likes when i have a have a have a little bit of a little bit of scruff so i mm-hmm. i had the mustache for a while i don't think she was a fan of but it was kind of funny so she let it ride but um whenever i shaved shaved she was like where'd you you know i, I, I like it whenever you have a little bit of a little bit of stuff so um you know if she tells me she hates it i'll, I'll get rid of it got it
0: yeah they're the boss yeah. we know that yeah absolutely um, I gotta, I gotta ask,
1: bro. How's, yeah. how's the superstar of the family? How's your son, bro?
2: Oh man, he's, he's a stud, dude. We got another one now, eleven wow. uh, oh, old. Congrats. Yeah, so we got two little boys, but um, Griff's awesome, man. He, he keeps it interesting, and, and um, I'm, I'm gonna see if you guys can see this because my, li- my wife just sent me this picture. He's, he's big on drawing right now, and this is what he came up with yesterday. So let's see if I can get it in the screen wait so obviously that is that a toilet <laughs> that's a toilet that's a toilet and uh he asked how to how to write toilet so that yeah. so he wrote toilet but he wrote toilet and obviously you see the uh the turd right there in the middle and then the squid the squiggly lines is it's getting flushed down and it go and it goes down to all the other poop that's under the ground so yes <laughs> So oh we awesome. we haven't really played baseball in a while, but but this is what we're doing now. But uh, he he keeps it he keeps it he keeps it fun, man. He's awesome. He's he's a good boy. Me and Lakin are, are blessed to be his parents, and and now we got a little one, uh, Ripkin, who, who's eleven months old. Who um, it's going to be a lot of fun in
0: our house for a long time. Well, nice. you know what you got to do. You got to print that print that picture and put it out. I swear to God, somebody's going to pay five million for it. And you can Dude, already I, take care I, of his 529. I might, and you're you know good.
2: I, might, I, might, I might, get that tattooed on my body right there. I think, you know, <laughs> some, somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah. Griff, he, he he is man. He's he's a uh, he's always drawing something, and he's he's getting really good. He he uh, um, he played PlayStation with me the other day. He played RBI baseball. He likes RBI. It's easy for him to play. Only one That's two cool. buttons, and he uh, he he drew like a PlayStation controller. And, like, I didn't know he was doing it. He just came up and he showed me the picture. I'm like, Is that a, is that a PlayStation controller? He goes, Yeah, look just like it. So, um, he's talented, man. He's super smart, um, loves learning new things. And, and uh, you know, every now and then he'll get me in the backyard and, and hit some. But, but we're more on to dinosaurs right now and drawing and stuff like that.
0: I love it. Yeah. Yep. Um, That's amazing. But- One of the cool things that you got to do when you win world championships in Boston, it is truly a city celebration. So you would see the Patriots come out and celebrate with you. You would see the Celtics come out and celebrate with you. You'd see the Bruins and do all that stuff. When you, when the city gets to enjoy championships like that together, what the heck is it like for you as a player?
2: man i mean it it was i mean when in, when in the i mean obviously i i was part of the team in 13 but i i, I say i I'm, I'm two and a half or one and a half world series champion because i i, I didn't make the playoff roster i was watching on tv at home just like everybody else but I had the ring but but 2018 was was the coolest year of my career um, just to be a part of that team and and uh, what we were able to accomplish and and the group of guys that we had the staff that we had um, but man, in Boston, winning in Boston, there's nothing like winning in Boston. Um, and I mean, for us, it was cool, but I mean, we were there when the Patriots won, you know, every other year, basically they were in the Super Bowl every, every, every year. It seemed like the Bruins, the Celtics, like the whole city, man, they, they root for their sports teams and, um, there's nothing like it, man. They're, they're The fans are intense. Um, they know what they're talking about they know what they want what the what product they want on the field what they want to see and like I said man there's nothing there's nothing like it being a being on a winning team in in the city of Boston you can't beat it Uh, you know and I was very fortunate to be able to to be able to be on some really good teams and 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 that 18 team was super special and you know that's that's something that you know I'll have with me and and us as a group will have with us forever and um, you can't take it away from us. And, um, like I said, some of the, the most fun, the, the most fun year of baseball just start to finish that, that, that I've ever had. Um, and to do it with that group of guys was, was pretty cool.
0: Pretty awesome. Um, I saw a picture of you and Tom Brady on the sidelines. Now, when that happens, do you have to, do you go up to me? You're like, Hey, I'm Brock Holt, ace reliever or how's the conversation go when it's you and Brady
2: Yeah so that was just that was the 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 Patriots had us after we won the World Series I think they had a Monday night game and and we rode out rode out on a duck boat a uh, duck boat um, with the trophy uh was at where we were at midfield before the game and then stood on the sideline when they came out and kickoff and stuff and um you know Tom ran out and uh you know obviously I'm not going to not going to miss the opportunity to shake his hand. And I I had met him before he had thrown out a first pitch, um, you know, a few years prior or or whatever, but, um, but that was a cool experience, you know, getting to do all the, the stuff post world series, you know, the parade, the, you know, they had us at the Bruins, the Celtics had us, the Patriots had us. Um, and you know, I mean, pretty much you could go and do whatever you wanted. Um, you know that whole off season afterwards me and my wife we actually you know we stayed in Boston uh bought a house there and stayed there for for a few years and so you know that was something that that we got to experience the the entire off the entire off season is is going places and and um you know people just coming up and hey thank you so much like you know what y'all did was awesome we really appreciate it you know it was just super, super cool man but but yeah that was that was a monday night football game that that uh that they had us at and uh one of those cool one of those cool um post world series things that, that 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 we got to do
0: miggy I, I gotta I can only
1: i can only imagine how good that team was just uh just in the clubhouse i i like and i i play against them maybe a couple times uh or in 17 or 18 whatever but uh I know guys from that team that I work out with Eduardo Rodriguez uh JD Martinez now I'm playing with Sandy Leon uh knowing bro Brack and 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 the things that he, the, the past that he took to the big leagues and you know being a um, kind of utility man playing every day that's something that I mean you seeing winning teams and I can only imagine how good that team was in the in the and how fun it was in the clubhouse because I know all the personalities that you guys have there, it, it was amazing, huh?
2: Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that right there, I mean, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, man. Like I think, and that I think that's a big reason why we were so successful is we had a good group of guys who, uh you know, obviously we had our superstars. We had JD Martinez, we had Mookie Betts, we had okay. Chris Sale, we had, you know, um but Xander, Devers, like, but we, we had a lot of guys who, who understood their roles and, and were happy to do whatever we had to do to, to help the team. Um, Alex Cora is great. I mean, obviously everybody praises him for, you know, for what he, what he was able to do and, 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 you know, he deserves it. You know, he, he, uh, great communicator. Um, and maybe I'm sure you, you, you can speak to this, but like knowing when you're playing, where you're playing, um, is is huge, you know, especially for guys like me um, who don't play every day, but but play quite a bit. I mean, AC would legit tell me, "Hey, you're playing second base on Tuesday. You're going to play third on on Thursday, and you'll probably play left on Saturday." Um, and if I didn't know, if I didn't know, whenever I left the field after the game, if I was playing the next day, I would have a text message before I got home, and it'd say, "Hey, second base tomorrow." Um, and then for guys like Bogey who play short every single day, um, "Hey, Bogey, you're off." tomorrow you know so he could he could play the game and he could shut down man and he, he knew he knew that he could just shut down relax rest um and that was huge but uh but just the the group of guys that we had the 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 character that we had on the team um we had fun man and that's what it's about and that's that's part of the reason why i think we were so successful because um if we lost We, we forgot about it and we expected to win the next day. If we won, we just kept it going. Um, and we had fun. We rooted for each other and shoot, man, we won 108 games and it felt like we won every single day. Um, so it was, uh, like I said, man, I I won't, I will never be a part of another team as good as that one. Um, and I'm still super close with every single person on the team. So, um, you know, part of me still feels like we're, we're all together, you know, but, hit you we're not you know times change but um you know like i said that's something that all of us will have together forever
0: so i'm curious i got one more thing before we, we get you out of here um you unfortunately were in the middle of a big yankees red Sox sprawl tyler austin slid in hard to second joe kelly missed up and in ended up yeah, getting suspended slipped, huh? yeah ball slipped yeah First of all, when you are in the middle of a Yankees Red Sox fight, and there are guys who look like they could be power forwards in the NBA, what the hell do you do? Do this right here. Hey, 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 hey,
2: hey. Watch. I think you're <laughs> seeing right? hey, hey, hey hey, hey, hey. And then hope, hope, hope nobody throws a haymaker, you know. Um, no, that was that was, you know, that that, that one escalated quickly for sure. Um and you know, I think that kind of sparked the rivalry again. Um, because both of us were the Yankees were really good that year, and we were really good that year. Um, you know, and it just so happened that um, Tyler Austin kind of slid spikes up at, at me, and then me and him exchanged words, benches cleared, and then Joe Kelly, you know, missed up an end and 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 then benches benches cleared and and Joe Kelly was a, was a hero in Boston. Um, and that's just that's just the Boston and New York fan base man like they hated us whenever we went in there and 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 when the Yankees came to 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 Fenway you know our fans hated them so that kind of sparked sparked that rivalry there in in 2018 and um you know it it was what it was and that, that stuff happens on the field um but uh that was wild man that that escalated quickly but I remember Joe Kelly like every every time he came out of the bullpen from then on, standing ovation. I think the Bruins were—I don't know if they were in the playoffs or just had a game or something—and he he went to the uh, to to the game like a few days later. They showed him on the jumbotron. The whole place went went nuts. <laughs> like I'm telling you, man, Joe Kelly was a hero from that point on. And now he's doing the same thing in 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 L.A. Where in LA. you know, trading trading jerseys for for. um jackets and and wearing them to the white house and stuff that dude's a character man he's a little
0: he's a little off isn't he?
2: he's a little off but he's awesome he's awesome man i I, I stayed with him in spring training two years ago him and his family they 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 took me in um and we had a good time man i I love the kelly's um and like i said man that's that's been one of the coolest parts of my whole career is getting to play with the people that i've gotten to play with man like they're like family you know their families are, are families to us and you know we keep in keep in touch. We FaceTime, we talk to the kids and, you know, that's that's the special part about this game. You get to play with, with a lot of, a lot of different people who, you know, you might not, you know, get to meet in, in other circumstances or maybe not even get along with, but um, you get to know them on a, on a personal level and their families and, you know, they become family. Love it.
0: All right, before we get out of here, we do this with our uh, with our guests every time. We spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. So it'll uh, okay. land on a category. You both get the answer. Miggy, you'll be excited to know. I've got some new categories since last Nice. Time. I like it, yeah. I mean, okay, okay, it's episode 50. Solid spin right there, everybody. That was good. All right, well, this is an old category, but Walk This Way. Uh, tell us about how you choose your walk-up song, both of you. Brock, you can start. All right. So right
2: now, well, I've had the same walk-up song for a lo- for a long time. I use "Dancer Home" by Cody Johnson, just because I love Cody Johnson. I love that song. Um, but I've changed it a couple times this year. Uh, I've had a little "Need to Breathe." I'm a big, big "Need to Breathe" fan. Um, but right now, I've got Garth Brooks. Much too young to feel this damn old. Um, it's because I'm playing on a on a on a Rangers team who I'm the oldest guy on the team, and I've never been the oldest guy on a team. <laughs> um, and I am literally much too young to feel this damn old. So uh, <laughs> I'm a huge Garth Brooks fan. Um, love all of his stuff. Me and Griff jammed it to Garth every time we get in my truck. Griff's like, Dad, can we listen to Garth Brooks? So you know, we I was I was listening to a lot of Garth Brooks, and that song came on. I said, Man, that's that's pretty fitting for for my actual life right now. Um, so so that's how I chose that one.
0: Good one, Miggy. What do you got working? Oh,
1: uh, for me, you know, I got the the lighting. Uh song in, in my book but uh, I mean I choose my my song because I uh, saw so Bad Bunny it's a pretty big famous artist in Latin America he's Puerto Rican but he got a line on a song that say I've never been a follower I always want to be a leader and that's kind of uh, the part of the song that I, I that I put on the on my app and uh I mean it's a good beat and whatever but uh, I always trying to like play with that kind of mindset you know that's that's why I choose that song and that little line right there that uh I don't want to be a follower. I want to be a leader. That's uh, that's kind of my mo.
0: Like it, good stuff, guys. Very good. Rock. It was great catching up with you, dude. Really, I, I haven't seen you, you in a me. while. It's,
2: it's good to good to see you. I, I know. That's why I told you. and I told you the other day. I said you only want to talk to me when I do something no man has ever done. You know, not I, true. You got me on. Mm-hmm. You got you. You and you and you and Millar got me on it after I hit for the cycle in the postseason, and then. Now I'm on the podcast after I have to throw 31 miles per hour. 31, so <laughs> I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to try and do something, something that
0: no no one's ever done, so I can talk to you again. How about when your son becomes a world-renowned artist, and we can all there buy you his, or, or, his or when that his when, poop when art, that drawing. Yep, when
2: that poop art sells for five million, you can have me back on. Absolutely.
0: And then you can retire. You can call it quits. You won't be the oh, oldest Ranger man.
2: anymore. That'd be great,
0: huh? <laughs> Listen, it, it was That'd great gr- catching up with you. Tell everybody in the Rangers clubhouse we say hello and uh, keep doing your thing out there and having fun playing ball.
2: I will, man. Thanks, Chris. Miggy, tell, tell Sandy I said what's up.
1: I will, brother, for sure. That's I my guy. about you yesterday, for
2: sure. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, thank You're you, guys. Thank you for having me.
0: You know, a guy like that in Brock Holt, you can tell how much he appreciates – the experience he's had. He wasn't a huge draft pick. I think he was top 10 rounds by the pirates gets immediately traded. You know, he gets to Boston. He mentioned how big the personalities are and that can, you, it can go one of two ways, right? If you're a young mm-hmm. guy, you can get swallowed up by a big city with big personalities and a very successful franchise, or you can find your path. And that's exactly what he did.
1: Yeah. I'm so happy for, for a guy like him, you know, a above the wave actually for, for a lot of players, you know, I was talking to Sandy Leon yesterday about how he became the only Red Sox uh, member um, in a year. I think it was 17 or 16. I don't I, don't, I can't really remember when he was the all star, you know, being a yeah. utility man, you know, and that's something that I always going to appreciate being a utility man and and for him being an all star uh, in the middle of the uh, of of years that you know, shortstops and second baseman are, are popping 25 homers even before the All Star break, and uh, uh, I'm I'm happy that that he took that path and showed everybody that they can do it that way too. You know, in American League, it's not it's not easy to be a backup or a, or a utility man. You know, because yep. in American League with with DH and not many opportunities to play. But like you say, if a manager gives you the opportunity and um, keep the good
0: communication with you, I think they can get the best of a player like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to see him carving his own niche now in, in Texas. I mean, that's a franchise that's rebuilding. They're, they make no bones about it. They just made some major trades, getting rid of Gallo and Gibson and Kennedy. And now they need a guy like that in that clubhouse to keep them mm-hmm. all together and make sure that things don't splinter because you know it can go sideways quickly. Um, yeah. So I, I'm curious, right before we did this podcast today you guys had a players union rep meeting and you know we're not going to get into what you talked about unless you want to but is there a, a real talkative guy on there who's like you know
1: yeah there's there's a there's a few guys that always offer the comments because uh, i mean they're being in the union and and being part of the in part of the game for a long time you know and those are the guys that you actually uh, sit down and, and listen, you know, like respectful, re- respectful guys in the league who are being really consistent on and off the field. And, uh, and they talk because they know what they're talking about. And, and it's always nice to have the input of, of players, you know, in, in those decisions and those uh, meetings and the questions. And, and people learn from the questions, you know, like when matchers ask a question or have a, an idea, you know, you listen to it because uh, the guy's been doing it for a long time. And it has been part of the union for for a really long time. But a guy like Francisco Lindor, really involved, you know, Latin player who can speak English and Spanish and help us a lot. You know, not, not just the, the uh, American players or, or, or the American side of the union, but the Latin side as well. Uh-huh. Because sometimes as, as a Latin player coming from from a different culture, sometimes you don't pay so much attention to that. You know, you just come here to play baseball. But then it's really nice to have like a our representation of Latin players and Latin Important. community in 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 the union, which is uh, which is something that that's really good because a a big percentage of the big leagues right now is Latin. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean guys like him, uh, Max, uh, Gary Cole, um, Bra- uh, uh, Miller, Andrew Miller from the Cardinal, Cardinals, yeah. mm-hmm. really smart guys and and guys who really care, you know so that's uh those are the guys who are always like fun to watch, fun to uh listen to and it's 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 cool but you learn because you learn from them
0: you never yeah, know who's well, gonna be the next yeah so was glass now on there because i think yeah Gla- a-
1: glass is there I, I don't know i don't know if he was there today because i, I was on my phone and i couldn't i no, couldn't, couldn't see, see right i couldn't see but uh, i i think he's there because he's a he's a rep for the Right. For the for the race, hopefully everything went well. I don't know if he got surgery. Yeah, I've been or not texting
0: yet. with him. I've been texting with him. Uh, <laughs> actually, I texted him right after his surgery. Right. I was Like, hi, how you doing? And he's like, dude, I am jacked up right now. You know, he had all the pain. <laughs> he had all, all the, the pain <laughs> So, yeah, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna let you rest. But he's yeah, gonna yeah. be coming back on here hopefully next week. And nice. You know, it's a different part of the world he's going to be in a very very interesting spot now yeah moving forward with his organization so we'll see and i know a lot of fans are wishing him the best yeah so. wishing him the best for
1: sure uh yeah. hopefully uh baseball is not the same without a guy like him on the mound so no. hopefully he can uh, come back stronger than ever and and pitch for a for a long time in his career
0: one thing i wanted to do i wanted to get like three of you guys together and then the other three together and just talk about some of the issues that are going on because, you know, we're mm-hmm. inching closer to the agreement being up December 1st. Yep. And I know that we were, we just had arguably the greatest trade deadline ever. So many players were on the move. So many, I think nine all-stars moved, made it exciting for fans on either side. If you trade right. away veterans, you're getting young talent that hopefully you can be excited about. And if you're adding to your team, you're like, how do these guys fit in for our 2021 run? But there is, some looming decision making that's gonna have to be made. So I think I think we're gonna have to have an episode where we talk about some big boy topics. Yeah, we can we can
1: do that. We're always open to uh to talk about our own experience, you know. That doesn't mean that we're gonna share stuff that we can share, you know. Right at the at this point, you know, that's those those are things that we have to be professional and we have to keep it in house because uh uh that's the way it is. But I mean, I'm I'm happy and open to uh share my like my experience and what I think it can get better and, uh, things that, that, that could change, you know? Yep.
0: I think we'll definitely do that. So, uh, your homework assignment was to uh, videotape you and your boy playing a little baseball. We, we didn't get to that. That's yeah. That's, 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 that's on me. I
1: think, I think that's the first one that I missed and I apologize with Miss Rosie because, uh, uh, I've been, I've been on the road a lot this last couple, this last couple weeks. And every time I'm home, like I feel like my son want to do something else than just, uh, than just playing
0: baseball, but hey, that's coming. Why don't we do this? What do you talked about Lego building earlier? Lego building, I like it. Okay, now let's let's. I think your homework assignment should be Mm -hmm. order something online. Go find a good project that you and your son can do together because I know you got a couple days off coming up. Yep. Why don't you try and build something together, and then you show us the finished product. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I can show you, I can, I can, I can put up a video like with me and yeah. him uh, building the Legos. Fun. I think that's going to be, that's going to be a, a good idea because it's, it's going to be so excited to, uh to, to do it with me and know that I, that I came home with something. Yeah, That's nice. I like yeah. it, Chris.
0: Yeah. Order it to the house. It'll be there when you get home, right? You're done after this, right? You go home after San Diego.
1: Yeah, After Wednesday, we're going home and we have an off day on Thursday. So,
0: I mean, it can work. It can be
1: quick, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to get one of them. I told you, 4000 piecer, that one will no, test I don't, you. I don't, I don't oh.
1: think we're ready for that.
0: No. no, no, no. <laughs> Baby steps. Go with, go with the middle. I'll, I'll do a little shopping for you and send you a photo, a couple of suggestions. I like it. I like it. All right. Listen, man, it's always great catching up with you. People love to hear what's going on in the, in the world of Miggy Rowe. Any new shoes, by the way? oh yeah i
1: got a i got a new pair so stay tuned for tonight's game well i mean um we're recording tonight but uh yeah this series this series in san diego that we're playing i just got a new pair of shoes yesterday uh that i'm really excited about that's not uh, the one you put
0: on your instagram where the people gave you the... the
1: yeah the one that the guy gave me yesterday that's the artist who made the shoes. so remember that I'm doing this with this, uh, company Stadium right. custom kicks, but they have like 20 different artists. So when you see the video right there, the guy, I, I sent one of the Clovis to get the shoes, you know, like, I mean, he, he uh, the guy, the guy texts me and say, Hey, I'm here, you know, like, but it was like almost game time. And I sent one of the Clovis and the Clovis said, no, the guy wants, wants to see your, like your reaction. He actually wants to meet you in person ah. and, and I say, of course, yeah, I, I gonna do it. Let me uh let me get let me get ready and then I uh, will go get the shoes. And the guy was there, like so happy to actually have the opportunity to present them to me. And really good, really good work, man. These people have like different artists in different parts of the, the country, and I'm happy that I can give the, the high the 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 spotlight for them every time I, I wear a shoe. So it's not about just the fashion that I bring to the field, it's about giving others uh, uh,
0: the opportunity to shine Mm -hmm. as well, you know? But you do best, man. That's why you're a leader, not a follower, as Bad Bunny likes to say. Exactly. My guy, Bad Bunny. (laughs) All right, dude. Great catching up with you. Best to the family. I'll send you some some Lego ideas for you and your son to go hang out and have a little father-son time together here during the dog days of August. And we'll see you in a few weeks here on the Chris Rose Rotation. For
1: sure, brother. Let me know. Uh, let me know when we're on again, and uh, best to you and the family as well. And then
0: please say hi to the kids. I will. You could actually say hi to my oldest son. He lives in San Diego. Go.
1: Oh, that's right. Tell him. He, hey, tell him if, if he needs some tickets while I'm here. Just. Uh, I'll, I
0: got him. I appreciate. It. He's actually coming. He's coming home. Okay. Couple days. For a couple days. So. A couple days. I get good. to. I get to hug on him a little bit. My, my nice. Six, six foot four inch, almost <laughs> twenty-one year old son. That's Enjoy. Him. Stuff. Enjoy. Him. All right, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in once again. Give us the old thumbs up. Give us the likes. Continue to follow us here at JM Baseball on our YouTube channel as well. For Miguel Rojas of the Miami Marlins and our special guest today, Brock Holt. I am Chris Rose. Special shout-out to our producer-editor extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and our summer intern, Alden Stone. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.